Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Finance with Fernando. I am your host, Fernando the Mortgage Maverick Tacuna. Please follow me on social media at Real Mortgage Maverick or on YouTube, The Mortgage Maverick. Uh, today's episode, I am going to be giving you guys a list of five items that you need to check out when you go and visit a property, not during an inspection, but before you even submit an offer, just for a showing of a property. These are five items that I think are most important. You could add other items to this list, but uh, recently I went to look at a property, made a list of a bunch of different items I needed to look at, you know, light switches, door handles, pipes underneath the sink, stuff like that, before I got to the point of possibly submitting an offer and getting an inspection on the property, I made this list simply because I wanted to make sure it was the home for me. So I compiled basically the heart and soul of that list into five items. And I'm going to go through them with you today. And whether you're a consumer looking to purchase property or you're a realtor or someone in the real estate industry, these items may be useful for you to share with your clients as well. So let's start off with number one. When you're going to look at a property, I always recommend when pre-approving someone, before you go to an open house or ask your agent to bring you to the property because you saw pictures online, drive around the neighborhood. Look to see how close the home is to shopping or different amenities, you know, maybe a gym or a school. Um, it, it's always best to just drive to that neighborhood and see like, where's where's that property located compared to some of the neighbors, right? Is it easily accessible if you have visitors over the home? Um, I usually do this myself when looking at property before I even schedule a showing, um, this was really hard to do over the past two years, you know, when, when properties were selling super quick. But um, if you have the opportunity to go out, check the neighborhood, see how close it is to shopping and other amenities, I highly recommend it just so you're not wasting your time or anyone else involved, um, you know, the seller or the listing agent. Um, it may not be the neighborhood for you. Now, I actually recommend that potential tenants of mine when I'm renting out one of my houses drives around the area as well. I recently had someone contact me and uh, they're looking to rent one of my houses that's going to be available later on this year. And I said, you know, I'm not having an open house anytime soon because it's not available for several months. Why don't you drive around the neighborhood and you could check the exterior of the property, see if it fits your needs. And she was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Thank you. So that's number one. Number two, and this is going to sound really crazy, but it's super, super important. And you probably didn't think of this, but you want to see where sunlight hits the home and how much sunlight the home receives during the year. So I'm located in the Northeast. I'm licensed nationally, right? And I lend nationally. But in the Northeast, we obviously in winter months don't get as much sunlight. And, um, you know, it gets darker quicker. It gets light. Uh, it gets lighter later in the morning. So I want to see where does sunlight hit the property and is it going to cause any type of mold or mildew on any of the exterior structures, right? Um, it goes for also the land. You know, if, if it's heavily wooded, you know, how much sunlight is going to penetrate the land and, you know, maybe there, there could be water buildups, et cetera. So to help you calculate when sunlight hits the property and how much sunlight it receives, you could obviously go and visit the property at different times a day and see where sunlight is hitting that the home at that moment. But you could also use a website called suncalc.net, which allows you to check the hours of sunlight and kind of where the sun, um, you know, moves from. 
uh, on the property, you know, during the day. Um, so that's definitely something to check out. Suncalc.net, great website. I use it on every property that I go and look at for my own purchases. So number three, you want to obviously check the guts of the house, right? Your HVAC system, your plumbing, your electrical, you know, the, the real heart of the home, you know, what's going to allow the home to tick and really function properly. You want to check those items, all right? Turn some light switches on. Um, bring maybe a socket tester, you know, when you go and look at a property. Now, you know, when someone goes and looks at a home, they're typically rushed around the property, right? Like, do you like the layout? Do you like the bedrooms? But this is the thing. If you're investing in a home, normally buyers only go and look at a property typically once or twice, you know, and then they get their inspection, right? And they're relying on whatever the inspector says about the condition of the property. Well, here's the thing. When we go and look at properties, I want to make sure that I'm looking at all the little details, right? Like I went to go look at a property uh, property le uh, recently and there was like dirt all over the doors, you know, where the handles are. Like people just didn't wash their hands and there was like dirt all over the doors and some of the switches mismatched and, you know, some of the appliances didn't work. And I opened up the, the you know, the stove and it was filthy, right? Now it seems like mediocre stuff that could be cleaned, but who's cleaning it? Are you cleaning it as a buyer? Is the seller cleaning it? Who's fixing some of these items as well? They're going to come up on the inspection, but keep in mind, you have to pay an inspector to inspect the home. So, you know, if they end up inspecting the property and the seller is not willing to fix anything or clean anything, that could be an additional expense for you. So you have to see if, if those items are working just when you walk around the house, right? Just, you know, kind of pop in, look at different things, look at the appliances. Do they need to be updated? Do they need to be replaced, et cetera? Number four is check if the home is musty or moldy. Now, if it's musty, you're going to be able to tell pretty quick, right? Because there would be a smell in the home. Um, but this kind of goes back to number two with sunlight. If you don't have proper sunlight or ventilation in a home, you could easily grow mold, right? And this, a, an indicator of this is, you know, do you have some pumps in the basement? There's a, is there going to be stagnant water? Um, you know, you want to look at these items when you're purchasing a property and not wait until the inspection, right? So when you're walking around, you know, make sure you open closets, get into the attic if you can, get into the basement, Look at the walls. See if there's any type of stains related to water residue or um, any leakage. So number four is super important because those types of items, you know, water damage, et cetera, could be extremely costly. And the inspector may pick up some of these things, but they may not. Keep in mind, these inspectors are human, right? So last but not least, and there's a ton of these items I could go over, but number five is make sure the foundation isn't cracking and the house is properly supported. So I can't tell you how many homes where I've seen cracked foundation, I've seen no foundation on a property, I've seen, you know, um, rock foundation. They used to build foundations based out of rock and cement in the past, some with no cement, honestly. Um, and also the supporting beams and any type of temporary supports that may be in the basement you want to be aware of as well because those items may be costly if you have to replace them in the future, right? So when you go to the property, make sure that you keep a extremely watchful eye on, is the property supported? Is there any creaky, creaking in the floors? Um, is there anything that has to be redone? And once again, the inspector may bring this stuff up, but what is the appetite of the seller fixing those items? Um, or are they just going to leave it and you have to buy it as is? And then if that's the case and you don't want to purchase it, you just paid for an inspection and lost you know, possibly thousands of dollars 
um, depending on where you're located in the U.S. and how much the inspection may cost. So I could tell you I have gone to inspection on multiple homes. I've spent probably about two to $3,000 in inspections and haven't bought the house, um, haven't bought the homes. So it uh, it definitely adds up. It's extremely frustrating. And if you could possibly avoid these um, issues before you get to that inspection stage, it will tell you if it's going to be the home for you. So this is rather short and sweet, but I think it's extremely important. And I'm going to put this in writing and make a list for you guys. And it will be all over my social media for you to download, including my website. My website is mortgagemaverick.net. Check it out. It leads to all my social media outlets. If you have a topic that you want me to cover or just feedback about the topics I've already covered, feel free to DM me or message me. You could email me at realmortgagemaverick at gmail.com. Thank you so much for your support and watching. I hope you found this episode useful and I'll catch you on the next one. See you soon.